1: This day,
2: thank you for your love, thank you for your love, thank you for the Master, thank you for the
1: Master, thank you
2: for your angel,
1: thank you for your
0: angel, thank you for our
1: guide, thank you for our guide, thank you for healing me, and thanks for healing those in you. need. thank you for helping me learn to be more
0: loving
1: thank you for
3: announcements with you today. Last week I showed you the t-shirt that we just, we have now and all of you online didn't see it. So I'm going to do it again and we're going to get it right this time. For those of you who want to purchase a t-shirt, you can check it with Eileen Lindbergh, our prayer chaplain. She's got them. Uh, and I think if you're online and you want to purchase one, maybe the best way to do it would be to email Reverend Kelly at seniorminister at unityfh.com, and she'll, they'll work it out to get you those T-shirts. And it's $10 a T-shirt. We first want to mention that Carl Schluters, who, that was a beautiful song. Thank you, Carl. Yeah. Carl's father just made his transition last week, so Reverend Kelly would like you to join her in holding Carl and his family in love and light. There will be a celebration of life service on November sixth at Carl's father's house in Anderson, Indiana. and if anyone wants to send condolences, again, um, send an email to Reverend Kelly at Senior Minister. UFH.com, and she will let you know the details. There will be no after-service fellowship outside because it's getting a little cold. Reverend Kelly and the board are going to be talking about that to decide how to have that fellowship in person in, in the building. So they're still working on that. Their first and foremost concern is the health and safety of all of us, so stay tuned. However, a great alternative to that is our Monday house party on Zoom, it's at 1 o'clock every Monday, everyone is welcome. Our critical conversations are on the second and fourth Mondays of every month, so not tomorrow, it'll be one week from tomorrow, at 7 o'clock. It is not for the faint of heart. Um, it's, it's, it's transformational, and it's, um, we're doing some good work. Bible study class is on Wednesdays at 1 p.m. on Zoom, and Wednesday nights are the meditation at 7, both in person and on Zoom. Join us to commune together In the presence of God, you will leave the meditation relaxed and refreshed. We are having a Trunk or Treat event on Saturday, October 30th, from 2 to 4 p.m. Everyone is welcome. Put on your costumes, decorate your cars, bring individually wrapped candy, and have fun letting children trick or treat from your trunk. This is a community outreach event for all kids and all kids of heart. So if you know anyone with kids, invite them to join us. There will be a sign-up sheet this time outside the sanctuary for those who want to bring your car and participate. Let's Let's make this a big event for the children to have a safe place to trick or treat. And for those of you who aren't attending and want to sign up and let us know that you're coming, again, email Reverend Kelly at seniorminister@ufh.com at UFH.com. <laughs> to volunteer at our church, please, check, please click on the volunteer link on our website, UnityFH.com. We especially need volunteers for the children's church, the tech team, and transportation assistance. It's a delight to be able to bring someone to church that wouldn't be able to n- normally come. It's, that's, a great, um, that's a great gift. You can also go to our website for the links to our Zoom events to access our Veterans Outreach page, which gives resources and information to assist veterans with civilian life, like veterans discounts on purchases, and the Volunteers of America Veterans Day car giveaway which is another great organization to help veterans um, get cars, to help them get to where their jobs or school where they need to go. We also have the Next Door community page, another way to share our gifts and connect with each other. To sign up for our email blasts, scroll to the bottom of the homepage and fill out that form. To join our church or to renew your membership for this year, click on About Us on our homepage and fill out the membership form. To schedule an appointment with Reverend Kelly, or if you would like her to pray with you, please meet, email her at seniorminister@unityfh.com at or call 248-737-9191. Her office hours are Tuesdays from 10 to 4 and Wednesdays from 11 to 5. But she's also available if you need her anytime. You can also place your prayer requests in the prayer box on the counter across from the sanctuary or email them to prayerchaplains at unityfh.com. Our prayer chaplains are Roxanne Berry and Eileen Lindbergh They're both here today, and we so greatly appreciate their sacred service to our spiritual community. This concludes our announcements for today. So now, as the music team sings Surely the Presence, let us open our hearts and minds to hear the daily word and for our opening meditation.
1: See
4: The daily word for today, Sunday, October 17th, 2021, is world peace. And the affirmation reads, I am a peaceful presence to all. The message reads, peace in the world begins with me. I consider it a sacred responsibility to respond to all people and circumstances peacefully I forgive myself for those moments I am less than peaceful and quickly return to the peace of God in my heart. I am a living expression of God, just as all people are. My tranquil bearing inspires peacefulness wherever I go and with everyone I meet. Each day, I join like-minded people everywhere in a renewed commitment to be a presence of peace. I give, thanks that all, I give thanks that as each of us commun- communicates God's love in our unique ways, peace and harmony are established in individuals, families, communities, and among nations throughout the world. Put things in order. Listen to my appeal. Agree with one another. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. 2 Corinthians 13, verse 11. Let's gently close our eyes and take a deep breath. And just allow your focus to flow down into your heart center. And just tune into this sense of love and peace and stillness that's right in the center of your chest. knowing that you are one with God, that omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient, all-powerful awareness that co-creates your life with you. And let's take another deep, deep breath, breathing in love. And exhale, I release and let go, and let it all go. As you exhale, let your shoulders droop and relax. Just let your body become relaxed in your seat right now. Releasing all of the hustle and bustle of this morning. Knowing that wherever you are, God is right there with you and all is well. God is transcendence. So God's presence is here in this room, in the universe, and everywhere present. God is imminent. So that peace that you are tuning into is God dwelling in you. Just sit in that piece just for a little bit. As we relax our bodies, we relax our minds, we open ourselves up to hear the message for today, to understand it deeply, and to go out and be the expression of it in this world. Thank you, God, for your mighty gift of love. And so it is. Amen. And now you may open your eyes. And now let us affirm our statement of being together. God is all, both invisible and visible. One presence, one mind, one power is all. This one that is all is perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. I am an individualized expression of God. Let's say that two more times. I am an individualized expression of God. I am an individualized expression of God. I am ever one with this perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. And now let us affirm our UFH growth affirmation together. It is working. It is working. Thank you, God. Together, we give thanks for our expansive congregation that fills our halls, sanctuary, and classrooms with seekers of unity truth fills our hearts with love and joy and provides us with all of the necessary resources to co-create a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world now we're going to have our first special song and i'll be back with our message so let's go.
2: So i <clears throat> tell you a little bit about this song. This song, um, we have a, a tradition here at Unity of Farmington Hills of taking people's songs and doing what we call unitizing them. We, we change certain words here and there to make them fit better with our beliefs. I, I wanted to play this song called uh, Give Me Love by George Harrison here and when i looked at it it just felt it's such a beautiful song and the words i always liked but when i thought about them for here they were they were flipped they were outside in instead of inside out so i took the words and i flipped them and and made them affirmations for us so <laughs> i hope you can hear that when you you'll recognize the tune but maybe not the words <laughs> at least in the traditional way
4: <laughs> Woo-hoo. doesn't it feel good to have such a talented band i think we have one of the greatest bands in unity <laughs> that whether you can clap to that Dustin. that whether it's one person or all of them up there they still sound really really good and i love that and thank you carl for sharing those songs with us and uh I, it, that's the other thing, having songwriters, having musicians, having singers, we, we, we got, we got a bad, we got a bad, I was going to say some bad mama-jamas, <laughs> but we do, we do, so I'm excited, I'm really, that was, that was, uh, touching, it touched my heart. <clears throat> so, woo, so one day after church, Johnny runs up from his bedroom to his parents and says, Mommy, Daddy, we got to go talk to the minister. I just got to talk to the minister right now. So they take him back to church, and he gets, goes into the office and talks to the, his pastor. He says, you remember when you said that when our bodies were when, uh, made, they were made from the dust? And the pastor said, yeah, I do remember that. He said, and you remember when you said when our bodies die, they turn into dust? And he said, yeah, I'm sure you. Were, I'm glad you were listening to that. But what are you asking? He said, "I need you to come to my house right away and look under my bed. I think someone's either coming or going." <laughs> at that point, the pastor looks at the mother. <laughs> are you cleaning under the bed? <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Oh, man, it is a little dusty under my bed, so (laughs) I'd be right there with Johnny. Oh, my goodness. So we are uh, in October, the third full week of October already. It seems like this year has just flown by, you know? I'm like, wow, and it's already cool outside, you know, fall weather, and um, football games are going on, and it's just, I know, woo-woo, right? (laughs) (laughs) I knew I'd get a ride somehow. (laughs) I was about to say, bands are playing. (laughs) So in in unity, every month represents one of the the disciples that Jesus had and also represents one of our spiritual faculties because each one of the disciples represents one of our spiritual faculties. And in unity, we believe that we have these 12 faculties in order for us to move to a higher expression of our inner Christ, that higher, uh, that higher self in us, that is the God in us, so that we can walk this world being and experiencing heaven on earth, being fuller expressions of our relationship with God and our relationship with others as an expression of love. So with that being said, October, for unity, October represents zeal. And the disciple that symbolizes zeal is Simon the Zealot. And so I was thinking about that because the affirmation that we use is, I accept, I enthusiastically accept my good and move forward to achieve my purpose. As I thought about that, I realized that there is no one, no one who has ever walked this earth so enthusiastically and masterfully accomplishing his purpose in Jesus the Christ, our way-shower, our big brother. And as I thought about that, I was thinking about how powerful it is that we are studying right now the Sermon on the Mount, because in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus shares his purpose. It's part of his ministry. And we all have our own ministry, whether you believe it or not. We all have something inside of us that we're here to do. We all have a specific purpose that we are here to accomplish and fulfill. And Jesus did his masterfully with passion and enthusiasm and never skipped a beat. Even when his human side showed itself, he found a way to still allow the spirit of him to honor the human in him and to move him and transition that feeling when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane and he told his disciples, my soul is is tormented to death. He was in that moment of feeling what he was going to be experiencing going through the trial and going through the crucifixion and all of that. He was feeling it in his heart and he was feeling all of us too. And he knew what he would be going through. And he had a premonition of how dark and how painful it would be. However, in his Christ mind, in the God in him, tapping into his relationship with God and the love that he had for God and still has for God and the love that God has for him, he moved into the Christ and said, not my will, but thy will be done. And I'm affirming right now that we are moving into the Christ and we are saying, not my will, but thy will be done as we move into a further study of some, the Sermon on the Mount. The title of my talk today is Living in Non-Resistance. And I'm going to use a scripture from Matthew chapter 5. We're just, keeping, we're just going down to each, each section. Now, the Sermon on the Mount is in Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7. It's a long sermon. And we've moved down to Chapter, Matthew chapter five, verse thirty-eight through forty-two, and this is entitled "Teaching About Revenge." So we're going to be studying, going deeper into the radical forgiveness of moving into non-resistance. So I'm going to read this from the New Living Translation, and just and remember, if you feel led to bring your Bibles, do so. It's nothing like being able to mark up and put some notes in your in the margins. You have heard the law that says the punishment must match the injury. An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. But I say, do not resist an evil person. If someone slaps you on the right cheek, offer the, cheek, offer the other cheek also. That's a big one. <laughs> if you are sued in court and your shirt is taken from you, give your coat too. If a soldier demands that you carry his gear for a mile, carry it two miles. Give to those who ask and don't turn away from those who want to borrow. Let me just center myself. I feel a rush of eek, I feel a rush coming in. So who? God, I center myself right now in your presence even more deeply. I feel you wishing in. You've been working with me all week, as you always do for this. I know this is a radical teaching. Let the meditations of my heart and the words from my mouth honor and respect what it is you'd want me to say. Thank you, God. Amen. I'm listening. So, Jesus always referred to the Old Testament because in Judaism, that, that was the base and the foundation of the, the traditions and the teachings and their way of life. And in Exodus... Deuteronomy and Leviticus. It talks about an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Well, the reason why that was set up that way was because back then they wanted to do more than what was equal to what the punishment was. Now, just think about it. Just think about if somebody uh, plucked your eye or poked you in the eye accidentally, whatever, you wouldn't want to just poke them in the eye. You'd want to do a little bit more. That's how our human side is. And, G- and the, back in the um, Old Testament, that was what was happening. And so they had to create some laws and some rules in order to, in order to show a fair way of dealing with injustices. So the, where it said an eye for an eye or a tooth for a tooth, the Pharisees were teaching that that was Mandatory. That if someone did something to you, you are required to go do it back to them. And Jesus is saying that wasn't the purpose of that. It wasn't even the purpose of that. The purpose of that was for the the courts, not you. For the courts, take it to the courts and have the courts handle it. But in the courts, they had that foundation, that standard to go no further than what is equivalent to what the injury was. And Jesus says... I got something even more radical for you. Jesus was a radical teacher, a revolutionary teacher in my eyes. He said, let's move away from the eye to the eye for an eye, and let's move away from the tooth for a tooth. Let's not even resist those who injure us. Let's shift in a place of non-resistance. And they're looking at him like, what? <laughs> what do you mean don't go after somebody who hurts me? He's saying, I'm not saying not to take it to the courts. I'm saying unharden your hearts to the person. I'm saying shift your mind into a state of forgiveness. I'm saying move away from unforgiveness, condemnation, and resentment towards whoever may injure you. I'm saying move into a deeper expression of love. And that's a deep place to be in, if you think about it. If somebody hits your child, or somebody comes in and tries to burglarize you, or somebody hurts you, how do you stay in a place of love? Jesus mentions this after he says, do not resist an evil person. He says, if someone slaps you, this is verse 39, if someone slaps you on the right cheek, offer the other cheek. Now, back in the day, if someone came up to you and slapped you on the right cheek, they used the back of their right hand to slap you. That was considered an insult. And the insult was saying, you're a pagan to me. You're a pagan to me. You are nothing to me. Think of words in your mind that you could say to somebody else, that would insult them and cur- make them feel like they're nothing. That was what they would do in, the Jew- in Jewish times back then. they slapped slap them on the face as their, as their expression that you are nothing to me, that I hate you. And Jesus is saying, if they slap you, turn the other cheek. So you sit there and you turn your other cheek to person... <laughs> That's an that's a allegory. It's symbolism. What Jesus means is whatever it is that was inside of them that made them feel justified to slap you, there's something in you that has to go above that action and move into a space of love. Resist. Resist the urge to act out. Resist the urge to hit back. Resist the urge to say something mean back. Step in a stronger consciousness of love. So you, we shift our, we turn the other cheek by turning into love by turning into an expression of love, by being that powerful expression of love that we are meant to be no matter what that person has done. Now, this is do- talking about insults. You might, have, you might see it on Facebook, Twitter. They're tweeting all over everything or Snapchat and all that stuff. Those are ways that, in our times that people are using to insult, to slap somebody, backhand somebody on the right cheek. And we are being told to rise higher. What did Michelle Obama say? If they go low, we go high. That's what Jesus is saying here. And in the other ways that he's expressing being non-resistant is that if someone sues you in court and, and, and they get to take your shirt, then give them your coat too. Back then they weren't very loving. So they would come after you, uh, and try to take something that wasn't theirs. So they sue you. They sue each other for their stuff, but some people, the most valuable thing they had was their clothes. And back in the day, they wore like an undergarment, then they'd wore, wear wore a shirt, and then they'd wear a jacket over it, a tunic or a cloak over it. And so Jesus is saying, if your shirt is being taken, because it's a nice shirt and that's what's being used to, uh, when, you, when you get sued, Give the cloak as well. What he's saying is the one part is required of you by the courts. The other part is your act of kindness in addition to what you're required to do. Jesus is saying always go that extra step. Always extend from the heart even more. And then the other thing, the, thir- the third thing is, back in the, the Ju- Judaism time in Jesus' time, the Romans... Soldiers could just come up to the Jewish people black uh, uh, Man or woman and just say I want you I need you to carry my gear a mile and you had to do it It was the law you had to carry their gear. It was heavy and you had to carry it and Jesus said for that act of quote-unquote evil unloving ungodly act you are required to do that one mile I say go even further Go down deeper in your heart and go further than that. Go two miles instead. And then he goes on to say that if someone asks, don't turn away from them. If someone asks for help, don't turn away from them. And the other thing, for those who uh, who want to borrow, give. Now, there's a caveat here. Like I said, Jesus was wiser than wise. He was radical. There are some times when you have to be resistant. If someone's attacking you and you have to protect yourself or your family, you have to resist evil. The disciples even carried swords with them to protect themselves because as they traveled at night, there would be people lurking that that would attack them. So they had the weapons; they had the swords to protect themselves. So we are allowed to protect ourselves. However, even in the act of protecting yourself, which is hard. Jesus is saying, don't come from a place of hate. And allow that anger, somehow take that anger and allow that anger to move you forward into some type of peaceful, some type of productive movement, some type of productive way. As John Lewis would say, get in some good trouble don 't hold a grudge towards anyone who attacks you that you have to protect yourself for and he demonstrates this because in the temple when the changed when the people were there were some people in the in the temple selling selling um, animals and birds and all different types of love of us uh, sacrifices, he, they had turned they had turned the temple into Something that was outside of love, and Jesus went and turned over the changing tables. That's considered righteous anger because he was doing something to prove a point. He was showing them that, showing everybody that what was happening was against God's will, it was ungodly. So, in those moments, we are allowed to be resistant. Another way that we are allowed to be resistant is if you know that if you give someone money and they're gonna go pet buy drugs. Don't give it to them. If you know that what somebody will do with what you do, if, if you know that if you help somebody, it's helping them to do wrong, don't do it. That's resisting evil. So on the one hand, you resist if someone is insulting you. You resist if you go to court un, unlawfully. You, you, and you go ahead and you resist the urge to fight. And you give in. Or, back then... If someone asks, if a soldier asks to go that next mile, then you do it. Then, but you do not resist when it is not a loving act to do. Jesus is teaching some radical stuff here. So I was watching. I've, I've, I've been studying this for several years. This might be the first time I've ever taught on it, but I've been studying this for several years. And I saw, and and you guys might have heard stories like this, where this lady's son was killed by another young man. And she had moved into a space of love. And she had moved into a space of forgiveness. She was committed to living these teachings. She even went to the young man's uh, trials. She saw something good in him because there's something good in everybody. And she advocated for him. This is the young man that killed her son. She went to visit him in in jail. She went to his probation Uh, you know, when they do the probation uh, hearings, and she advocated for him. And she told them, if you let him out, he will come live in my house. And not only will he live in my house, I will help him because I see something good in this young man. That's non-resistance. That's non-resistance. And not only did he come and live in her house, he was in her son's room. because that's how much she had moved into radical forgiveness. That's some deep stuff. And she treated him as if he was her son. He had no parents. She treated him as if he was her son. And they went around traveling and talking and sharing this story, how forgiveness can heal. And this young man was doing really well. I saw a video that I saw it on Facebook recently, yesterday. This lady was in, at her, she owned a store, and this guy walks in the store, and she's helping some customers, and she sees him stealing. Now, he's on cameras. He didn't realize the cameras are on him, and he's taking stuff. He's taking tuna fish cans, water, other things, and sticking it in while she's um, bringing people up, and he comes, the, he comes to the counter, and he gets a little bubble gum and goes to buy the bubble gum, and she says, why are you stealing from me? And he looks, you can see it on the camera, he looks at her and she says, I could call the police on you. And he says, no, ma'am, please don't. I'll put everything back, I'll put everything back. And she says, don't you have a job? And he says, no, I lost a job. This is during COVID, so it's recent. He said, no, I, I lost my job and it's been hard for me to get another job. He said, my wife passed away at breast cancer and she was my best friend. He, she said, do you have any kids? He said, yes, I do. She said, how old are they? He said, two and four. She says, I'm not going to call the police, but I want you to promise me something. She said, I want you to promise me that you'll do better for your children because if you get put in jail, your children will be taken away from you. I want you to promise me that you will do better for your children. Keep what you got. Don't give it back. Keep it. And he says, yes, ma'am, I promise that. She goes, and let me give you something for your kids. She said, take these nuts that have good fatty, fat and protein in them and take them home to your child, your children, and be a better father to your children. Will you do that? And he's blown away. He's like, you can see his face on the camera while she's pulling the nuts to give to him. And he's like, what? And then he goes to walk out the door, and he stops. You can see he wanted to hug her. And he stops. He says, I will pay you back. He says, I will never forget this. And she says, thank you, sir. He said, my name is Spencer. She said, take care, Spencer. And he left. That's radical forgiveness. That's non-resistance. That's something Jesus would do. That's what we are led to do. We are created to go deeper into a space of love. That if even if you see someone stealing from you and you find out their truth, That you move past an eye for an eye and you move towards love for love and you give love to that person way above what it is that you think they did to you. And she was sitting there with love in her eyes for this man. He might have been young enough to be her son. And that man, I believe when he said, I'll pay you back, I believe he was telling the truth. You can change the heart of someone who injures you. If you come from a radical space of non-resistance, if you live in non-resistance, if you live in love, if you go past what your human is saying, they deserve or they can let go of condemnation in any area of your life. Any area of your life. Let's go deeper. Let's change any inkling in our hearts that we have for revenge or retaliation for anybody who might have done anything to you up to this point. And let's do like that lady did. Let's give them love. You can pray for them. And if you pray for them, that's the same thing as the lady saying, take everything that you stole. And she saw what he was taking. He was taking survival stuff so that he could feed his kids. We don't know what's going on in another person. I love the four agreements. Don't take it personally. Don't make an assumption. Be impeccable with your word and do your best. It's time for us to move deeper into radical forgiveness, into being powerful expressions of love. Let's take the example of the lady who helped the guy. Let's take the example of the lady whose son was killed and became the father, the mother of the very young man that killed her son. We're created to be this powerful expression of love. All of us are. Not just Jesus, I promise you. Jesus said, greater things than these ye shall do. Can you imagine Jesus up on the cross, dying, all these people are spitting at him, and the rabbis and Pharisees are feeling justified, and Jesus says, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Do you know the most powerful thing you can do for anybody who hurts you is extend love, and extend, extend forgiveness. But the most powerful of all of that is to pray for that person's soul. Pray with an affirmation that you see the God in them. Pray for an affirmation that you're Christ, you're coming from your Christ. To so this person who's injured you, you're coming from your Christ. I had to do that. I've mentioned to you, in my, I, 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 I've been mar- You know, married, this is my third time with my husband. My second ex-husband, I was so angry at him. He left my family with so much money he owed us. It was so many times that he promised our landlord he'd pay something and see, he'd leave and then the landlord would come and I'd have to write the check out of my daughter's SSI money. I was angry when I divorced him. I was angry resistance from being an expression of love and it hurt inside of me it didn't touch him hurt him my anger and my hate and my resentment towards him did not affect him at all and the moment I shifted and started praying for him I felt peace I felt heaviness releasing I felt my heart open uh, in my in my heart center opening up I felt free my mother has passed from breast cancer and before that at that point and my sister now has has passed too Breast cancer and any type of cancer can be caused by anger and resentment being held in the breast I'm more worthy than that. I Didn't do it for Royce. I did it for me I moved into a space of sending him love and light because greater is he that is within me the expression of the Christ in me then that piddly thing and i can say it now cuz it was thousands he owes us that piddly thing that he did to us and i'm calling us all to move into radical forgiveness and a greater expression of love i, enthusi- I enthusiastically walk in love together i enthusiastically walk in love now Feel and think of someone who you might be upset at. And I want you to send out, I want you to say, forgive him, Father, or forgive her, Father, whoever. Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Whichever way, I want you to say that in your heart. And I want you to tune into the Christ in you, knowing that that who you are affirming forgiveness for is hearing it, feeling it, and receiving it as the most powerful expression of radical forgiveness and love that you can give. This is living in non-resistance. Let go of the anger, let go of resentment, let go of anything that's holding you back from having an open heart of love for God. And I say this in the name and in the nature of our indwelling Christ. Amen? Amen? Thank you. Namaste. Now we're gonna have our second special song.
2: We started with a
1: Carl Schluter original. <laughs> Transition into a Carl Schluter arrangement. Imagine doing all of that. (laughs) Imagine there's no heaven It's easy if you
0: try
4: A song that was played when I walked down the aisle to Mary Royce and I've asked God am I on the right path to being radical forgiveness because I've been working on letting this go letting that anger go and then you guys come sing the song after I discuss radical forgiveness today and so thank you God for letting me know I'm on the right path <laughs> I promise you, if you ask, show me the way and let me know I'm on the way and let me know the right way, God will show you the way, and let you know you're on the way and that you're on the right way. And I'm so grateful, I'm so grateful. It just is deep, this is deep. So with this deepness, <laughs> let us take, gently close your eyes and take a deep breath and think about the love offering you feel led to give to Unity at Farmington Hills. And take a deep breath again and breathe it in deeply, breathing in prosperity. (sighs) Thank you, God. And let's open our eyes and go ahead and pray our love offering blessing together. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. Thank you, God. Amen. And for those of you who want to give online, you can go to unityfh.com, click on the donate button. You can give through credit card, PayPal, or through your debit card, and then if you want to send in a check, send it to unityfh.com. No, not no unityfh.com. <laughs> Unity of Farmington Hills, <laughs> 32500 West 13 Mile Road, Farmington Hills, Michigan 48334. <laughs> And make sure if you're doing purchases through Amazon, do it through smile.amazon.com and link it up to Unity of Farmington Hills. I promise you they send proceeds to our church. So you, may, you give money, you make money. I mean, uh, you spend money, you give money to the church at the same time. Those of you who'd like to donate to our angel fund, which is the benevolent fund that we created. This idea was from um, two men from the uh, men's group, which I greatly appreciate that. Um, you can go to unityfh.com, go to the website, click on donate, scroll down to the angel fund and you can give to our benevolent fund for those who are in need in our church. And also, if you need help financially, that's what it's there for. Email me senior minister at unityfh.com and we can get you started. We have had people who are using it, so I'm grateful it's being used, but we're here for you if you need it. We're here for you if you need it. Stand up so we can do our virtual prayer circle. Gently close your eyes and take another deep breath. Bring to mind someone who you'd like prayer for. And it might be powerful to have that person who you just affirmed forgiveness to, if you'd like. Call that name out gently, imagining we're in a virtual prayer circle. And God, as you hear these names being called out, we are grateful that you are right there with each name purifying them from the inside out blessing and giving whatever it is that seems to be the need because the need indicates that the the actual thing is there and so we affirm it for them we know it for them and we thank you that you are giving it to them in your divine timing in your divine way and in your divine plan thank you for your mighty gift of love that loves us all no matter what and is teaching us to do the same and move into a higher expression of living in non-resistance and living in radical forgiveness and living in a more powerful, deeper expression of love. And we lift this prayer in the mighty name and nature of the indwelling Christ. Thank you, God. Amen. Now let us affirm our prayer for protection together. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us the presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is and all is well. And now let's go ahead and sing our peace song.
1: Praise God, there's peace on earth. I know
4: Thank you all for showing up, and thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Have a beautiful week and a beautiful day.
1: Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but still want to support our spiritual community, visit our giving
0: page at www.unityfh.com donate.